Good morning. In the past uh, several classes and weeks, we've been talking about different uh, isurim, uh, both with regards to uh, before tefillah, the proper and improper conduct, but as well as during the time of tefillah. As a person's praying amidah, we read from Shohan Aruch and Siman Kof Bet, there's a rabbinic uh, prohibition to pass by that person who's praying amidah. We talked about many of the details. According to Shohan Aruch, it's specifically within the four amot in front of them. According to Zohar, if you recall, it's even on the sides, even behind them. And there were different explanations and details with regards to that halacha. What we didn't address, and I'd like to for a moment or two today, do so is uh, what about the following situation which could and I imagine does arise very often and that is there's a Kohen and the Kohen as uh, nearing the time of Birkat Kohanim wants to realize that it's their obligation to do the mitzvah of Birkat Kohanim but the person behind them or the person that they're going to need to pass in front of as they get up to doing the Birkat, Birkat Kohanim the mitzvah Aseh Min HaTorah uh, is in the middle of Amidah. What are they to do in such a situation? On the one hand, they have a mitzvah ta'aseh, a positive commandment to go and be mevarech, pesukim parashat nasot, obligation to the Kohanim. On the other hand, there's a rabbinic violation of passing in front of a person who's in the middle of Amidah. We do have a general principle in Talmud, and that is that aseh dohe lo ta'aseh, which means to say when a person's on their way to perform a mitzvah ta'aseh, when a person is better yet performing a mitzvah ta'aseh, that mitzvah ta'aseh positive commandment pushes aside the negative prohibition. The classic example, the Gemara, Mishra Masechet Shabbat, uh, deals with uh, what about if there's a milah that needs to be done, but in the makom of the milah, there's what's called baheret, the person has sarat. Now there's a negative prohibition from the Torah to cut off tzara'at, if a person has growth of leprosy on them. On the other hand, there's a positive commandment of milah in such a circumstance, the mitzvah of milah is doheh, the isur, the lota'aseh of not cutting. Another one of the famous examples is what if you have a talet, which is made out of sha'atnez, we're not allowed to mix semer and pishtan in uh, crafting clothing, that's what's called sha'atnez, but in making my talet, I did so, that's another one of the classic examples of mitzvah aseh, would that apply over here? On the one hand, I'm on my way to perform the mitzvah. On the other hand, there's a violation, perhaps I should say, in truth, in this small book called Mekor Ne'eman, or Makor Ne'eman, Chalik Aleph, Rabbi Meir Mazuz was asked this exact question. It's here in Siman Kof Pebet. It says, Kohen shorose la'alot la'duchan. Kohen wants to go do berkat kohanim. Ve'no yachol la'alot im lo ya'avod lifnei hamitpaleo. But it's impossible for them to get to the place of berkat kohanim without passing in front of someone else. Uh, what's the halakha in such a circumstance? Mi amrinan, do we on the one hand say, She'en ase dohe lo ta'ase ela he just entered a new detail for us. That if you listen to those two examples I just mentioned, the mitzvah ta'aseh is performed in the very instance, at the very moment that the lot ta'aseh is pushed aside. As the mitzvah milah is being performed, that's when the lot ta'aseh is falling away. As you put the talet onto you to perform the mitzvah of sisit, your lot ta'aseh is being pushed aside. Over here, 
there's a bit of a remove. There's a bit of a distance between the two. On the one hand, you're passing by. On the other hand, the mitzvah of Berkat Kohanim is only afterwards. The Gemara in Masechet Shabbat and Dafkof Lamed Bet says that you only say, Aseh, Dohe, Lotaseh, the positive command, pushes aside the Lotaseh if it's Be'idna. If it's at the very same instance, as a result, perhaps we can't be lenient over here. Perhaps over here, you can't be lenient because the mitzvah of Bekat Kohanim doesn't take place at the very same moment that you pass in front of them. Or perhaps, says Rabbi Mazuz's questioner, on the other hand, well, let's weigh it over there. In those situations, the violation was biblical, mitzvah lo and the fulfillment was a mitzvah ta'aseh from the Torah. Over here, one is minha Torah and one is midrabbanan. The mitzvah bekat kohanim is a positive commandment from the Torah. The isur of passing in front of a person who's praying amidah is rabbinic in nature. Maybe even though they're not taking place in the same instance, I can nonetheless say over here, it's appropriate and right to pass in front of them. And if you're going to tell me that the aseh de oraita is overpowering, even though it's not at the very same moment, you nonetheless can and should pass by. There's yet another ingredient that needs to be taken into account, and that is, over here, it's not a violation that I'm doing with my own relationship vis-a-vis HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Over here, I'm affecting another person. So although the mitzvah ta'aseh from the Torah, positive commandment, biblically speaking, for me, and it's only rabbinic to walk in front, but look at what I do when I walk in front of that individual. I take away their concentration, their kavanah, which is much of the underlying rationale for not passing in front. So maybe even if I can make an argument of strength of mitzvah, it's not enough to be mevatil, to take away the kavanah of another. The truth is, the Gemara in Masechet Berachot and Daf Memzayin tells a funny story, a surprising one. It tells about a Bili Ezer. Bili Ezer happened upon a situation where there are nine men. They needed one more person in order to make a minyan. And so what he did was he was mishachrer. He freed his Eved. His Eved, uh, his slave, was uh, set free in that moment in order to make the minyan. The Gemara questions that. How's that possible? It's a violation of a, of a mitzvah ta'asir from the Torah le'olam bahem ta'avodu that the Eved, the slave, and Evet Kna'ani is with you for life. How is he doing so? The Gemara says, Mitzvah de Rabbim Shane. The Gemara says, It's a Mitzvah seemingly but since we're looking to help the Kelal, since we're looking to aid others, it was permitted. You might ask appropriately in this Gemara as well. They violation and fulfillment doesn't per se happen in the same moment, but the Gemara is comfortable saying that Abili Ezer did the right thing. He did something wrong, so to speak, in the moment in freeing his slave, which he wasn't supposed to do per se, but at the same time, he was leading it into a fulfillment for the Rabbim. Rabbi Mazuz, maybe with that Gemara in mind, responded as follows, He begins by admitting, sometimes the rabbis, because they care very much about what they set forth, will say, you're going to violate a mitzvah from the Torah, 
What's the best example? Coming right up. Purim, which falls on Shabbat. Not the best example. Not a mitzvah from the Torah. Rosh Hashanah on Shabbat. The rabbi said, don't sound the shofar on Shabbat. One second. I'm not going to fulfill the mitzvah from the Torah. The rabbis feared you were going to carry it out in the public area. Therefore, they uprooted without telling you to violate proactively, but passively the mitzvah from the Torah. Maybe over here as well. You're not going to fulfill Birkat Kwanim because we don't want you to pass in front of the person. Similar to the Shofar on Shabbat. He's not going to be able to, let's say. I hear what you're saying. Uh, let's say he's in the back of the knees and it's completely inappropriate for him to do so, which generally speaking is the case. They're making their way there because they don't have the space to do it in the place where they are. But it's a good question from a practical standpoint. Ela Shekan continues, Rabbi Mazuz, Yesh Hashash Mishum Pigamo Shel Kohen, which is relevant to your point as well. There's an issue of it looks wrong for the Kohen. The rabbis were oftentimes, if not always, careful about the Kohen looking as if there's something wrong in his Yehus. Maybe he's not a real Kohen. Maybe his uh, parents had a wrongful relationship. The fact, maybe he has a moon, maybe the fact that he's not doing the Katkwani, maybe even out of place, tells us something's wrong with him. So says Rabbi Mazuz, on the one hand, we want to respect the, the rabbis, want to respect this halacha, even maybe against the Torah, viola, uh, pro, um, um, a commandment of the Katkwani. On the other hand, it looks wrong for the Kohen. Ve'od, and furthermore, and you might recall he mentioned this logic in the Teshubah we read from him, shebizmanenu shemitpalim mitoch sidur, o be'inayim sigurot, en kol kahashash lebetula kavana. He says, furthermore, let's go to the sevara, let's go to the logic of this. The logic of this prohibition from the rabbis of passing in front is that you'll ruin their intention, that you'll take away their kavana. Generally speaking, people pray with a sidur, people pray with their eyes closed, parentheses, Harari speaking, people don't have kavana. One of those three options, you're not taking away from their kavana. Well, that being the case, it already diminishes from this prohibition which the rabbis mentioned. Lachen nir'ah, therefore, says Rabbi Mazuz, these two things taken into account, she la dukhan, he can and should go up, pass in front of the person in order to do birkat kohanim. Ve'ate ased oraita ve'dahilo ta'ased rabbanan, it's effectively a fulfillment of a biblical commandment of birkat kohanim, which is pushing aside the rabbinic prohibition of passing in front of the person as they're saying amida. Even though there's a few seconds, maybe a minute, removal from the fulfillment and the uh, violation. That's his Pesach Halacha. As well, Rabbi Shalomo Zalman Arbach in this book, Halichot Shalomo, very simply, without giving the rationale, writes so as well. Yesh His words and his students who put this together point out how their rabbi was very stringent, generally speaking. He felt, and uh, someone told me that Hambaruch and some of the older rabbis of the community were very careful about this as well. They felt, and he felt, that people are not, uh, they're neglectful in this halacha. A kavanah in the knees, in, in tefilot, where everyone is tzafuf, where everyone's uh, 
pressed in together is lost because everybody's moving around. So he, Rabbi Arbach, much as many other rabbis, were very careful and strict in reminding everyone and even building stringencies and gates around the Salacha to uphold the decorum, the sanctity, the kavanah, the tefillah. Nonetheless, I mention all that to tell you in this circumstance where it's a Kohen who needs to go do Birkat Kohanim, he doesn't need to per se take that into account. Uh, as a result, Halacha <laughs> with one practical advice, Halacha on this matter is if a Kohen finds himself in a situation where it's time for Birkat Kohanim, they won't be able to, from where they are, say Birkat Kohanim. They can pass in front of someone who's saying Amida, even though they'll be in that moment pushing aside the prohibition from the rabbis of Siman Kofbet passing by a person in the middle of the Amidah. The practical advice, nonetheless, is if you have a Makom Kavua, a specific place in the Knis, and you find that every single day the person who prays behind you prays on the side of you, or whatever the circumstance is, it causes this situation. Why let this be caused? Either speak to them and ask them to pray in a different place, or find a different route or a different seat in the Knis, so that you don't need to consistently do this. This is if it happens to be, you're in a circumstance, situation, there's a new person, a different synagogue, then, and specifically then, we can and should base ourselves on this. Again, if there's a Kohen who needs to make his way to Birkat Kohanim, they can and should pass by even a person in the middle of Amidah. Baruch Adonai Amen. Amen.